Good morning to everyone in the meeting. The chairperson of this committee, Mr. Mashiho, is not well, and therefore he won't be chairing this meeting today. The committee must elect an acting chairperson for this meeting. Ms. Tsege. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Rasipo. Yes, Mr. Mashiho is off sick today, so the committee must elect an acting chairperson. Oh, okay. Good morning. Morning. Can I make a proposal that uh, we we elect uh, or request uh, Honourable Tseke to 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 deal with a with Grace that she chaired this meeting. I second uh, so possible here. The, the same with me, I also second it. Thank you very much, Ms. Tsege. You are acting as a chairperson in this meeting. Okay, good morning, good morning. Thank you very much, uh, Nosipu, and uh, good morning, honorable members of parliament, um, guests present here today. Um, let me check if the DM or the minister is connected. Um, we don't have any minister or deputy. Oh, deputy minister Matlogo is connected. Good morning, DM. I'm also connected, uh, Oh, DM Magazine and DM Matlogo is connected. And good morning, everyone. Um, can we? Can I take this opportunity and welcome you all um, to this portfolio committee meeting? Um, we only have one agenda uh, for today's uh, session. Um, I will request um, members to uh, adopt this agenda. <clears throat> I Can propose I that we adopt the agenda as is. Thank you, uh, Honorable Making Peterson. Any second? Second, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Um, honorable members, um, we are on the agenda is flighted on the screen. Uh, open and welcome has been done. Um, and honorable Mashok is not well. And thank you for nominating me as the acting chair of today's session. We are now on item two. Observe moment of silence and for meditation and prayers. Um, honorable members, can we take a moment of silence or observe a moment of silence for meditation and or, and or prayers in remembrance of the people we have lost, our brothers and sisters who have lost, and also pray for Honorable Mashiko for a speedy recovery. He was hospitalized last week and uh, just been released yesterday. We hope that you will get well soon. Can we observe a moment of silence and prayers? Amen. Thank you very much. Uh, Nosipo, do you have apologies? Besides Mr. Mashiko, there was a, an apology for Minister Mr. Mtunu that he will attend the meeting, but he will leave earlier because he must chair another meeting at 11. Okay. That, is um, it 
Is it the only apologies? Yes, it's only that. Okay, it means that all the members are connected here in this meeting. Members, we do have two apologies for Honorable Mashiko and uh, the Honorable Minister. I don't see the minister connected, but nevertheless, the two DMs are here. Can we know the apologies, uh, members? Your network is not good. Thank you, Honorable Stray. Get us forward. It is better. Honorable Stray, your network is not good. Can you get a spot that is better than that one so that we can be able to hear you loud and clear? Any second for Mom Stray? I still hear members. Can you hear me? I'll second. Thank you, Honorable Leon. Um, Honorable members, we are now on item four briefing by the Department of Sanitation on the 2022 Green Drop Report and progress report of work undertaken to date by the anti-pollution test team. I hope we're going to start with the, with the green drop report. Uh, we all remember that it was launched um, some few weeks ago or some few months ago by the Honorable Minister of the Department of Water and Sanitation. So I think, we, I think that today it's our first uh, interaction with the departments just to get a briefing on that assessment uh, that was done um, with our infrastructure water infrastructure or our waste water, uh, water infrastructure in our country. Um, DM Makazi, I hope you are the one leading the delegation or DM Mashobo, you'll give me an indication. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, I will be introducing the delegation, but uh, let me start off by saying, uh, as the Department of Water and Sanitation, we wish uh, uh, the chairperson, Mr. Mashiko, speedy recovery. And uh, let me greet uh, all members on the platform and uh, also uh, uh, Honorable Deputy Minister Mashobo, uh, all the uh, officials from the Department uh, of Water and Sanitation and officials from uh, uh, Parliament, distinguished ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me outright indicate, Chairperson, that the, the Green and the Blue Drop program uh, have been uh, reinstated uh, re uh, basically to try and encourage uh, uh, Water Users Association and our municipalities so that they can be able to live up to the ideal of the Operation Vulindlela, uh, where we can be able to talk to social issues and economic issues in such a way that we uh, protect our environment, but we also make sure that we manage the environment in a very proper uh, way. The, uh, these programs, of course, aim to assist the municipalities to strive to improve their management of wastewater 
uh, as part of the incentive-based regulation approach. Chairperson, the water services authorities are responsible, like I indicated, municipalities and water services authority uh, for potable water and also for the uh, management uh, of sanitation services to all customers <coughs> in their respective areas of jurisdiction. And uh, we believe that these services include a, a number of issues uh, and the responsibilities that goes uh, with the services management of domestic wastewater uh, works uh, uh, and how we dispose our sewage uh, 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 within the sewage system. And we need to indicate that uh, in April of uh, 2020, uh, 2022, the department uh, uh, issued and published the long-awaited World uh, Green Drop uh, Certification Report. And uh, uh, one thing that people should be able to to indicate is that Uh, when when uh, the the certificate the published uh, certification was uh, was put uh, to the fore, it was like uh, uh, the department uh, uh, has not been doing that, but it's certain sectors of the community, particularly the media, who actually is trying to pro- project that uh, uh, this is what is happening. But we need to indicate that uh, we have regressed uh, in making sure that. The green drop is it adhered because you remember that the last report that was taken out was in 2013, and therefore now we are coming back to make sure that we live up to the expectation, particularly focusing on our economic and social issues, so that we don't find ourselves wanting. I need to indicate that the municipal wastewater systems. Uh, uh, that were identified were very critical. And since 2021, until uh, uh, we finalized the report, the system said, uh, uh, like I said, has regressed. And uh, uh, I need to also indicate that the anti-pollution test team report has uh, several issues that they have uh, uh, to indicate uh, because this anti-pollution test team (coughs) has been uh, 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 instituted uh, based on Section 24 of the Constitution, wherein we are saying that we need to protect the environment uh, and make sure that their, the health and the well-being of the people are looked uh, after. But also, uh, uh, we must make sure that we prevent pollution and uh, uh, ecological degradation. Uh, these are the things which are there in the Constitution that uh, as various departments or as various uh, 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 institutions who uh, are taking care of the ecology and making sure that we prevent pollution are the things that we must always remember because they come from the constitution and we must comply uh, uh, with the constitution. Our National uh, uh, Water Act uh, of 1998 also ensures that the, con- the country's water resources are protected and managed and used, used, developed and conserved uh, and controlled in a sustainable manner uh, to benefit all the people and to make sure that uh, the environment is well looked after. And uh, I would want to hasten to say there are several things that uh, 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 contribute towards uh, pollution 
your your wastewater or sewage dumping, oil pollution, acid rain, industrial waste are but a few that one can be able to talk to and say uh, these are some of the things that uh, uh, gives us a challenge towards uh, ecological management and reduction of pollution. Uh, and once uh, we have this type of uh, uh, issues, we must always remember that uh, the ecology the, and the ecosystem uh, gets a, a damage. Uh, there will be disease, of course, that are brought about uh, and people become vulnerable. You can think of your, uh, your cholera, you can think of your typhoid and other diseases that are, are waterborne, especially if our sewage systems are not properly well looked after. And uh, uh, therefore, it becomes very, very important that uh, we, we deal uh, with this water. We're working also with the Department uh, of Fishery, Forestry and Environment, uh, uh, environment to make sure that uh, we can be able to have mileage in everything that we are doing uh, in prevention of pollution, uh, uh, but also conducting nationwide uh, status of uh, 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 what we're doing in, in uh, wastewater treatment, but also uh, uh, making sure that the quality of water uh, is up to date. Chairperson, I am going to request the, the Director General and the team uh, to make a presentation, but uh, of critical importance, you have indicated that we will start with the green drop and then we will go into the blue drop uh, 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 later on, but also to uh, make sure that as we have uh, tempted ourselves with the publishing of the green drop, that it will be an annual thing. Uh, we're looking forward uh, that uh, annually we'll keep on updating the, uh, uh, the, the, the portfolio committee and updating the people uh, of the Republic of South Africa. Uh, but also uh, we, we have an anti-pollution task team that uh, regularly gives us uh, uh, the report and uh, uh, as it has been established and we're also looking forward that that report of the anti-pollution uh, task team will also uh, uh, serve uh, at parliamentary level. Uh, let me through you, Chairperson, uh, uh, give Dr. Sean Phillips, uh, our Director General, to make a presentation to the Portfolio th uh, Committee. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Gemma Gazi. Um, Dr. Phillips? Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, good morning, honorable members. Today, we're going to present to you uh, the result of the Green Drop Report. The Green Drop Report assesses the uh, wastewater treatment systems around the country. It focuses on wastewater. We also do a, a Blue Drop Report, which focuses on the clean water provision systems around the country. And that focuses on the provision of water through reticulation networks, pump stations, and water treatment works. And then we also do a no-drop report, which focuses on uh, the issue of non-revenue water, particularly in municipalities, and whether how much water is, is being lost through leakages, and whether revenue is being collected as it should be 
on the sale of water by municipalities. Um, all of these uh, reports we do as DWS as part of our, our role, which is required by legislation to regulate the water services sector. In terms of the constitution and the water services we be key to water services provided by me. Second, to monitor whether or not it is of meeting those minimum norms and standards. Um, all three of those constitutional and legal um, obligations that we have. The reason for that is that through the My apologies, Chairperson. Yes, Honorable Leon, I thought it's it's my it's from my side. Um, uh, breaking. No, yeah, maybe you should just put off his uh, video. Okay, DJ. DJ, Dr. Phillips. Adhering to those standards. Is, Dr. Phillips. Sorry to interfere. You you keep on breaking. Um, we are we are losing you at some point. Can you switch off your video? Maybe it can improve your connectivity. Okay. Okay. Okay, thank you, I've switched. Um, so um, these three reports um, enable us to meet our three requirements of setting minimum norms and standards, monitoring performance against minimum norms and standards. The, the, when we do assessments of municipalities it, with these three regulatory instruments, we assess against standards, so it sets standards. Um, the assessment process constitutes monitoring of whether they're meeting the standards. And then... Um, we, when we produce reports, the reports don't just indicate um, whether or not the municipalities are meeting the standards. They also uh, uh, include an analysis of why the reasons why the municipalities are not meeting the standards where they're not and what they need to do about them. So these regulatory assessment tools um, assist municipalities to improve because they, pro they provide the municipalities with guidance as to what they need to do to address the problems. So in, in, in that sense, they also they are also a support mechanism to municipalities. So with those introductory words, um, to a person, I'd like to ask Leonardo to make a report. Okay. Thank you, DG. Um, good morning, honorable members, minister, deputy ministers, and, and all other colleagues. Um, I will just briefly switch on my camera and if there's any indication in terms of network, please do indicate and then um, we will continue. Um, my um, presentation this morning will just go quickly in terms of the standards, the results and the findings of the Green Drop Report and then also in terms of the Blue Drop Progress Report and, and the program going forward. 
um, that will which will be covered as far as the green drop is concerned. Just in terms of the uh, green drop standards, um, we will go into that. On the picture itself, is just something that we can see in terms of some of the good work that is also happening in the country as far as wastewater works are concerned. Not all wastewater works are in disrepair. Some of them are managed according to the standards of excellence. And um, some pictures will be seen during this presentation as well. However, in terms of the Green Drop program itself, in terms of how it was established, um, I just will go br br briefly into the purpose and then one will give a little bit more in terms of the detail. And that is, it, it, it was developed to, to identify and develop the core competencies required for the sector that if strengthened will gradually and sustainably improve the level of wastewater uh, management in South Africa. So it took a minimum requirements, world-class standards and best practice across the world in terms of the wastewater business and it was encapsulated into a center-based regulation program, which was set there to raise the bar for wastewater management in our country and to certify a wastewater system, which includes both the collection of sewage, the pump station, and the treatment thereof in a wastewater treatment works. And if it achieves 90% or more, it will receive the um, green drop status and then we will be certified accordingly. The program is therefore not based upon results of a limited number of samples, random samples taken at, the, at unspecific times, but evaluates the entire management of wastewater and sanitation services over an audited period of time over one year. So that is what it is, it is doing, because the danger is in terms of taking one sample and make a judgment according to one random sample, would be that you can either take the sample in a very bad time or in a very good time, and you make a judgment on that brief moment, and, and that would be quite um, not reflective in terms of the overall management of wastewater, and that is what we are seeking through the Green Drop Program. So it is also designed to complete the efforts of other government and stakeholder programs, which then um, provide essential information that will inform and confirm commitment in planning by sectoral partners with a shared objective of first, achieving functional wastewater systems, restoring the functionality of these wastewater system in the short term, and then also to ensure excellence in wastewater management in the longer term. So um, those would be the two fundamental aspects that need to be looked at as well. Now, in terms of incentive-based regulation, which commenced in 2008, Shortly after, we were in a period um, where we had a lot of um, diarrheal outbreaks across the country, typhoid outbreaks um, um, in Delmas, in Jokabi, also in Limpopo area. And it was just seen at that point in time that we had to do something to look a little bit deeper in terms of the drinking water quality management um, in South Africa. And we have seen that in terms of the the, the, causative, the key causative factor was wastewater. And we deemed, just as the World Health Organization is doing it, that wastewater is your first barrier of a multi-barrier system to ensure um, safe drinking water. And that is the reason why we then merged the launch of both the Green Drop and the Blue Drop programs um, in 2008. It's certainly not a weaker form of regulation, but it's an alternative form of regulation. And it's based on the legislative requirements to ensure that 
the ministers being availed with, with information for the purpose of performance monitoring. And that is the key legislation being used to source information. And once that information is attained, that is subjected to an audit and a verification in terms of the site visitation, and then to measure it against high standards, which include international best practice, national standards, and some innovation towards seeking improvement in performance, compliance, and efficiency in terms of the way wastewater is being managed. And then if that uh, elusive 90% is achieved, that we give recognition to excellence as we've done in the past with some great level of success. So the other forms of regulation is not abandoned. Conventional regulations still continue in terms of where authorization is granted in terms of a standard that is being set. And the compliance monitoring and enforcement continues as well as the benchmarking and price capping, which is now also being explored within the economic regulation fraternity, all with the one objective to improve water services and the resources through regulation. So the simplistic um, um, rule would be that Blue Drop, as the DG have spoken, will cover the drinking water quality aspect, which is the clean water aspect, in with the objective of protecting our citizens and that they will then have access to safe drinking water. And then the Green Drop, which is looking after the wastewater component of the business, is there to protect the environment. And that should be the two elements. Honorable Chair, I will spend just five minutes on this slide and then pick up pace after that. These are the areas in terms of the standards and requirements that we look at when we do a green drop audit. It would not be arbitrary um, components of the business that we look at because we have done thorough assessment um, at the time when we launched this program to see what would be the key building blocks that is required to ensure excellent and continued um, risk management of wastewater if it should be in place. If it's not in place, obviously, we have found that it, it's a major risk to continued wastewater management. So the first element that we have taken into account would be capacity management. Now, um, capacity management in terms of the 50% weighting, 15% weighting that we have given, look at those who are responsible for the management or the operations, rather, of a waste or treatment works. Legislation is in place in terms of regulation section, uh, regulation 2834, that requires that for certain classes of wastewater treatment works that you need certain levels of skills in terms of the operations. And that is what we then look at, uh, look at and to see whether it complies and whether there's adequate skills for each shift of operation. So it doesn't mean that if we have three shifts of operation, because keep in mind that the waste of the treatment works have to be in an operable state for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So for each shift, there must be then a, a properly skilled process controller in place. There must be the availability of maintenance capacity, if not um, internally in the municipality or the water service institution, that it should be um, contracted in and the contract should be in place. So there should be technical engineering scientific skills available in management to give guidance to the process controllers, because keeping in mind that the wastewater treatment works will be the only engineering um, facility or infrastructure that is being designed that will be alive. If, if a wastewater treatment work 
is not operated completely as it's supposed to be, it will die and it will stink. And when it is a stench, it means that engineering and scientific skill is required to assist the process controller to restore the functionality and the living capability of a waste retreatment work to treat the sewage that is actually coming into that waste retreatment work. So the regulatory objective of capacity management will be to ensure that adequate wastewater operations and maintenance capacity is in place to ensure that the waste retreatment works keep, are maintained in the optimal state. The second criteria would be environmental management. And this is where we are in South Africa have taken quite the, 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 the leap or to be pioneers in the space of risk abatement planning because the World Health Organization designed subsequent to a similar um, um, fatal water quality failure that happened in the town of Walkerton in Canada, similar to what has happened in Delmas, they've developed a concept called the water safety planning for drinking water. We realize that some similar risk abatement is required in wastewater, and we've developed it by the department and with the assistance of the watery and some input from the Water Research Commission, we have developed this document and this framework ourselves. And it is being implemented in South Africa with some good effect. So there's the second element that we, in this element, we, are, we, are, we take it that, that, the, that all the risks that could be identified or all the hazards that could be identified in this whole business of wastewater will then be um, included into a map for mitigation of these risks um, and make sure that everything is covered so that if something could happen, that there is a response that is adequate. Effluent quality monitoring is an element that we look at to ensure that the right monitoring program is in place so that you manage, you monitor at a continuous basis at the right time for the right effluent determinants to ensure that it's measured at the right laboratory so that it's not the situation where the laboratory is not credible. So a laboratory should be then accredited or participate in a proficiency testing scheme towards accreditation before it can be regarded as credible. So the credibility of the monitoring is then at that point crowned off at the laboratory that is, uh, at it is, that is acceptable. One other element would be sludge management. Because we can look at the effluent, we can look at the liquid that's going out, but if we don't look at the sludge, and honorable members, when you have visited um, Royval in Chwane, you have seen it for yourself that if the, the sludge is not being managed as it's supposed to be, it, it creates a great environmental impact, which is detrimental downstream. The financial management would be then the a third element that would be in, taken into consideration, because most of the time, if we don't know how much it costs to treat something that we are responsible for, we are not completely in control of the management thereof. And this is where uh, um, we are trying to get into the space where we make sure that there's a proper operational cost determination per cubic meter, including the energy that is required to ensure that it's adequate in terms of the budget that is being available. Because if there's not enough money to do what we're supposed to do, we won't, we won't be able to do it. And that is the reason why the budget, as well as in expenditure and the adequacy thereof, is being looked at. In terms of chemicals, um, because sometimes when we get to waste treatment works, we find out that there's not enough chlorine in place. And when we ask, but why there's not chlorine, then no, it's still being procured. Now, for a duration of procurement, 
the wastewater is then partially treated or inadequately treated for that matter and poses a detrimental impact onto the, the, into the environment in which it's being discharged. So that is the reason why the supply chain management of suppliers and service providers that perform key um, roles as far as the, as the services concerned for wastewater management is then also being um, um, assessed and audited. The technical management, in terms of 20% of its, its, its weighting is given here, because if we don't have adequate infrastructure to do the collection, and that is where we do our sewer main, uh, mains inspections, it's required to ensure that there's a sewer main inspection and to identify where there's leakages or spillages of sewage, and that there's a reaction plan to it. We also do process orders, we require process orders to be done of our wastewater treatment works by the technical people that is identified in, cap, in, in K performance area number one to ensure that asset management is also being maintained, that maintenance plan, refurbishment plans is being developed based on the audits and conditions, conditional assess, condition assessments that is being, would be done. There is also the element of local regulation because if there are, would be industrial or commercial um, users of the system, of the same um, sewer system, if, like, for instance, if your, your um, um, uh, restaurants are discharging um, effluent that contains high level of fat, that's got the capability of killing the plant. If there's an industrial area that will discharge oil or any other chemical that can kill the bacteria, that need to be managed as well because abattoirs and other um, um, commercial entities could have an impact on your waste to the treatment works. So too, the um, domestic um, intro, intro of, of, of stormwater into the gullies can cause damage to the waste to the treatment works as well. Lastly, but most important would then be the quality of um, compliance with an authorization. If there's adequate monitoring that has happened in terms of the monitoring program that has been assessed and under KPA number two, and then also the effluent quality compliance with the water use authorization in terms of the National Water Act, and then also the sludge classification and then the handling thereof subsequent to that. So these would be the elements in terms of what's being looked at. Honorable Chair, that we have then committed in the 1st of June when we started with the launch of this program, not the 1st of June, I think it was the 6th of June last year, that we said that we will um, have uh, a report ready by the end of March. The department did achieve in that because we have put in the field 24 audits um, panels. Um, we have audited 144 water service authorities and the water service institutions. We've also in, um, included 115 systems additional to the 850 uh, municipal systems um, that that's under the ownership of public works and other um, private, company, uh, private companies and SOEs, which was another 30 systems that were then assessed as part of this audit. In terms of the results that we, that we have in place, and just to show that that is a and it is in South Africa in the municipality of Milembe. However, the picture in terms of the country, and this slide that, as you see it in front of you, gives a map in terms of the entire water service authority. So all systems, wastewater systems that would fall under a water service authority would then be weighted in terms of size and then be allocated a score in terms of the global score for the municipality itself. So if a score is less than 
it, it actually then means that that municipality's wastewater management in the totality would be in a crit critical state. We find ourselves that 65 of our, our municipalities would be found in that state, as you can see, marked across the country. Then there's a 39 municipalities, or water service authorities rather, that would be in the category of very poor wastewater management. And this would mean that there should be some targeted intervention by the water service authority to ensure sustainable improvement. 25 find themselves in the category between 50 and 80% which is um, fairly okay wastewater management performance, but with ample room for improvement. And then 13 has found themselves in the category of between 80 and 90%, um, which is good wastewater management, but there are some gaps that have still been identified towards um, excellence, which um, they should all yearn to. Two municipalities, would be Wittenberg and as well as Britta local municipality has found themselves in the category of excellent waste management where the majority of their waste or the treatment works have been found to be managed in the excellent class. The department has taken the um, decision to actually get um, turnaround plans from the municipalities in the, the 65 municipalities in the critical state to ensure that there's some level of reaction and rectification in terms of the outcome of the, of the Green Drop report. More of that will be given later. In terms of those who have been fallen, finding themselves in the class of excellence, the city of Ikuraleni, um, with the assistance of the water service provider, Irwat, have managed to, for six out of the 17 systems that they are responsible for, have found, um, um, we have found to be um, suitable to be, uh, be given the green drop certification as per the scores achieved. However, it doesn't mean that all are still good there. There are three systems at least that were issued six and 90 notices, as well as the directive in Benoropa, um for sewer network upgrades that is to, to happen there. And we have received reports that that is happening now, which means that there's some progress being, being in that space as well. In the Lesseri local municipality, we appointed Erwat for one of the three systems and this was also as water service provider. This has also led to the point where that one system achieved Rotunda, achieved um, green drop status, but there's a significant um, gap between the one and the two remainder systems, which scored only 25%, which means that there is significant improvement also required in the other two systems. In Elembe, in KZN, once two systems under the management, also the systems with the water source provider of Caesar Water have achieved green drop status. But again, there, um, Section 19 notices were also given for Glendale and Stanger. And, but, and there's also a significant difference in the performance between the green drop systems as well as the remaining 10 systems that would be in that space. In terms of Nkungunluvu, in the, in the district municipality of Ngunguluvu in Ngaini, uh, in KZN, also with assistance of the water service provider Ngaini Water, um, one of the six received 90, um, 91%, but there's also much hope and much encouragement because the remainder of the six systems all score above 80%, which is actually quite good as far as this district municipality is concerned. The local municipality of Bito in the Western Cape 
scored both for the two systems that they're responsible for, both scored within the category of certified for Green Drop. City of Cape Town scored four out of their 26 systems um, achieved um, a Green Drop. Drakenstein, one out of the five. Um, they are scoring quite well in terms of the remainder of the systems, but microbiological um, compliance were not consistently, not consistently um, um, doing as it's supposed to be in terms of compliance level. So if we have taken only one sample, perhaps Drakenstein would have been good all over, but consistency is also quite key. Um, Mossel Bay scored one out of seven, and if they had perhaps done a little bit more statistical management, they could have had two, um, but um, there's also two of the seven systems that um, are struggling in itself as well. Saldana Bay scored one out of seven, and then Wittenberg scored three out of four, which was also the one of the best municipalities in terms of the country's performance in wastewater. And then also the Sussel um, was the only of the of the private systems assessed and the SOEs assessed that achieved green drop in the three state for the Sasselberg system. So in terms of the findings um, that we achieved, we have we have noted, and it was also expected that there would have been a decline, and there was a significant decline. In 2009, when the first drug, first green drop report was released, there was from that to 2011, there was a decline, and that decline was due to the fact that we have sharpened up on our key performance indicators and the standard, and that we had greater clarity in terms of what is being achieved when we started working also with the World Health Organization's regulators network across the world, and we have sharpened up our standards to be more in line with what the, um, what the international standards should have been, and that is the reason why there was a decline from 2009 to 2011. But we've seen a, 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 a huge improvement to 2013, which meant that the Green Drop Certification Program actually worked. Unfortunately, it, there was a decline from 51% to 36% in terms of those systems that scored in the category where we would really like them to be. And the category that we don't want them to be actually increased um, quite significantly from 2013 to 2021. 3% of the waste or networks had no operational information at all. And that was a worrisome factor, which means that those wastewater, um, wastewater treatment works are not treatment works, but perhaps just there. They're just existing. So in terms of the 334 wastewater systems rated to be in a critical state, 39% of them have been in that space. 22%, 22 systems rather, achieved Green Drop certification, which in the, was in the class of excellence. But just to also prove that the department tried to put out a standard that is credible, there were 30 systems that scored between 88% and 90%, which means that a lot of effort has gone in by those water service institutions or in the systems that have happened there. But if the compliance were, couldn't be consistent or there were certain penalties that were applied because of certain measurements that could not be audited as per the audit standard, they could not be making the grade to actually get the 90% as required. And that would be 30 of the systems that would have been there. If we had taken that step, the 22 um, systems that were um, classified as green drop 
would have been 52, but we have not done that at this point in time because um, that would not help any of us. So the larger schemes still presenting higher levels of performance during the latest audits, that is quite evident. And so going to the, to the, to the distribution of our wastewater treatment works across the country, we will note that the micro schemes are still in the, the micro and the small schemes are still in the majority, the numerical majority in terms of the number of schemes that would be there. And the macro and the large schemes will be still in the minority, but go to the total design capacity. These two um, equates for about roughly 300 megaliters per day of all these 281 plus 156 um, wastewater systems. But the 74 plus 58 schemes are responsible for 1,100 um, megaliters per day for large schemes and 4,400 megaliters per day for macro schemes. And that means that, that um, there is going to be a greater focus by the department on these schemes to be continued to be operated in the space where they should be because the impact is just so much higher. It doesn't mean that we won't look at the smaller schemes. We will continue doing that. But this is just doing in, 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 in form in terms of the, the size. Significantly so would be that there has been a much lower inflow, though, in terms of the design capacity of the systems across the board, that the inflow into the waste retreatment works are much lower. And this might be just a, a real indicator of how many spillages happens across the country. And that is the reason why there is a significant work currently being done, which I will explain in terms of the Water Service Improvement Plan to ensure that there's greater impact and greater attention given to the, the, the sewer spillages also in the country. The design capacity, the use of the design capacity is then also much lower in terms of what would be there. Worrisome though would be, honorable members, the point that I've stated earlier in terms of the unknown information that is not there. So generally the inflows that were measured would be lower than the design capacities. However, due to poor maintenance philosophies, available capacities are lower than the design. That would be, um, be the one element in terms of the available capacity at the works itself. So it doesn't mean that if a plant has been designed for 10 megaliters per day, that 10 megaliters per day is available to be treated. So due to some unit processes not being in an operable state or functional state, it might be eight megaliters per day that's available to treat or even five. And that is where um, that rectification or, or restoration of functionality is being to be prioritized. It is concerning that the inflow is not measured at 341 waste of routine works over the, over the audit period. And that means that you can't adapt your treatment philosophies according to the strength of the inflow, because the lower the in inflow, the stronger the influence. And the higher the inflow, the weaker the influence. And therefore, there's required certain adaptations required in the process, processing at the wastewater treatment works. Um, and that is why the measurement of inflow is so important. There was also evidence, the incredible evidence, or, or, or that we can say that 80, at least 82 of our wastewater treatment works were operating beyond its design capacity. Other key findings would be, honorable members, that the, the, even though we are investing through our grant programs um, for the upgrading of wastewater infrastructure, it, it did not necessarily um, 
then materialized in the and meeting the authorization requirements. And that was quite worrisome. And that means that there's either uh, there's still um, um, issues in terms of operations of these waste to treatment works up to the standard as it's supposed to be. Then there's also during upgrades of the construction that we have found that waste to treatment works is taken completely out of operation. And this caused that raw sewage to, sewage to be then discharged for the duration of construction. And this would be something that the department will be following up in terms, especially in times when we find that there are certain construction upgrades that, is, that would be happening. Vandalism, of course, or one vandalism or even the stealing or looting of infrastructure components. Of course, plants and pump stations to be out of operation or out of service for extended periods of time. We have developed a very rough order of measurement, and I want to stress that it's a very rough order of measurement, just to give us some level of indication what is required to restore functionality. Most of the times our, our attention would be to, re, to upgrade and to build new, but because it is possible for waste retreatment works to live much longer, um, it is the restoration to functionality that should be prioritized to ensure that we are protecting the environment, and a figure of 8.1 billion has been identified in terms of what is required to actually restore functionality. In terms of mechanicals, which will be the pumps, electricals, which will be your motors, and then also your civils, which will be the structure itself. Um, it, uh, why the civils would, civils would cost you more to construct, and yet they are much lower because vandals or those who steal infrastructure or components of goes for the metal components or the mechanicals they are, and not necessarily causing damage to the structure itself, and that is why that would be lower. In terms of the audit period, uh, municipalities budgeted in the order um, globally in the order of 7.2 billion for operations and maintenance nationally. We recorded about 6.9 billion as far as the expenditures concerned versus this um, budget, which is a little bit lower. But if you take a national wastewater asset-based um, that has been recorded at about 72 billion, then statistically and according to the standards of asset management, that compares, compares quite well. But the, it, it distorts actually the picture when you look at a lower breakdown in terms of municipalities, because at a provincial level, the operational expenditure versus budget has ranged from 65% in terms of operational expenditure versus the budget, 203% in certain areas, which means that it's not um, a linear equation that could be applied in terms of this expenditure versus budget. It's also been through a complex calculation that we have done with available information that we found when we use the median of the statistics that was available for operational cost that was applied um, for wastewater in terms of what it costs per cubic meter to treat wastewater, we came to a figure of about 800 43 cents per cubic meter that needed to be uh, um, used. But, but in certain instances, the smaller the system and the higher the technology, it even worked out to a point of even more than 100 rand per cubic meter. And this is where the, it needs to be a, a greater attention should be given to the type of systems that is being designed for smaller municipalities or smaller systems that we don't go for the higher end technology because that has been caused. Um, the unit cost is much higher, and it is going to be cause for some failure in the future. Um, 
It has found that also that in terms of the energy that some municipalities have not, or the water service institutions have not really done the, the energy management plans, or that there's no energy efficiency management that's in place in the municipality, not taking it into account in terms of the costing and the management of the wastewater. And this also causes then the lack of efficiency and the potential savings in terms of wastewater operational costs is then not being taken into account. There has been a, a, a definite evident correlation between the availability of duly qualified technical and scientific staff and also the overall wastewater management, as can be seen, that in terms of those systems that have scored, few have scored lower or more than 50% as far as the green drop score. If you move across, you will also see that the available qualified staff for the number of systems that would be in this place, that um, it is lower. And that is the reason why there would also be then lower performance. So, but in total, in the country, those who take responsibility, the number of engineers that take responsibility for wastewater would be 133, with a technologist at 143, technicians at 204, which brings the total technical staff to 480, scientists to 153, which means that we have some skills, even though we are not adequately skilled, um, there are some skills that have also in this place that gives us hope that we can turn this around also. In terms of the actions that we are, we are taking going forward, would be in those um, um, schemes, as we have been earlier stated, that have scored um, less than 31%. Um, we have already um, issued notices and we have required them to provide us with turnaround plans. Some of the municipalities have already started responding. Um, the end of this week would be the 60 days um, that will be expired, and then we will actually have to look into the space. Um, the responses received thus far are not as encouraging, which will mean that we will have to um, look into the space of the water service improvement plan to really look at sustainable improvement. Um, the capital expenditure not always translating into improved performance. Our grant management in terms of the WISIC as well as the RB grant management that we as well with the provincial correlation that or co collaboration that we have with our, our sister departments in terms of the MIG, that we will have to, to come to, to a point where we apply more rigorous monitoring in terms of during implementation, so that we also take our cognizance of the fact that not only the, the output at the end, but also during implementation and construction that certain points are, or the steps are taken to, to see that the effluent that is still being discharged, that it complies. Technical skills are lacking in certain areas. We have um, started with programs in terms of, also in terms of the worship to look at the technical training and the skills development as part of a national program. And this we have, have looked at sector partners such as SAISI and the Water Institute of Southern Africa and others to, look, to actually improve the standard of process controllers as well as super, supervisors that take responsibility of the operations and look at also the professionalization of the management of those who are actually looking after the whole process. The operational and monitoring um, compliance that would be lacking, that we have also looked at this in this instance also of the design and implementation of the training of, of process controller programs, hands-on management, and then also look at laboratories. Um, those laboratories that are 
participating in proficiency schemes towards accreditation, but also to look at the payment of laboratories to ensure that the results are released in time to allow for adequate and effective uh, management of the schemes. The lack of flow monitoring, sewage not reaching the treatment plant, um, we have already stated that in terms of the, also in terms of the WSIP, that we will use this report to inform the, the upgrades and the going forward in terms of capital investment, and also to get flow balances in place together with the people who are there. So as the DJ have spoken in, the, in his introduction, he made mention of the fact in terms of the, that those who are adequately skilled that have gone through the training to actually be green drop um, auditors, that they've also taken those um, colleagues that have been subjected to the audit through the various requirements as to say what is required to do a flow balance and to do troubleshooting to ensure that all flow reach a waste of treatment works and that certain plans should be in place by themselves. And if that is not being affected, that we will then as the department have to take some other intervention steps as well. Sludge handling has been also stated, the Water Research Commission have developed certain standard operating procedures for handling the sludge and the municipalities and water service institutions responsible for uh, um, um, wastewater as are now being also given um, training on this. And also we share as the department this information with them to assist those who are, um, who are take responsibility for this. So WISA is also doing some symposiums in this regard, um, where, which can be also attended um, um, and certain information being shared from that as well. The high level of dysfunctionality of infrastructure and process control defects, um, we are addressing the technical competence and to also through the WSIP, which is the Water Service Improvement Plan, to hold the management prof professional responsible for this to ensure that they prioritize maintenance and repairs plans are being put in place according to the KPI number four or number three, which speaks on the finances that we are also then ensuring that that is being done. The financial um, data that is lacking that I've just addressed in terms of the sharing of information through that KPA on financial management, that municipalities are fully conversant in terms of the areas that need to be looked at now at this point in time as well. In terms of the, just moving on to the Blue Drop certification program, we have done um, this year only a Blue Drop progress assessment that has been passed. The attention is now being given to do a full blue drop audit, but just to get a benchmark in terms of base information, how to house our drinking water quality fairing and with available information that we could then do a blue drop risk rating of each water supply system across the country. What would be worrisome would be when there's no information available and that would be putting a, a water supply system in a higher category of risk um, immediately, and that is what we have then done. And we have taken the four critical key areas for risk, um, which is water treat the treatment capacity and how that is faring, the water quality, the skills, and the risk management in terms of water safety planning, as previously stated. And that is what's giving us then this blue drop risk rating, according to which we have then done uh, a national overview in terms of a national report in terms of that risk rating, which has given us that 48% of our water supply systems are in the low risk category, which means that things are still happening as it's supposed to be as far as the, the quality is concerned in terms of the skills and the capacity. 
We have been concerned about in the 23 that is found in the critical risk area where there's just not been 23% rather, where there's just not been enough information because without information, there is no confidence at the level of regulation within the department that there is adequate drinking water quality management happening. But when we go into now into our um, detailed audits of the blue drop, which will be covering the following standards. And honorable members, you will note that, that these standards, these five um, key performance areas here, reflects quite well in terms of what we, I explained to you earlier with a green drop. But you will notice here under the risk management part that we are using the water safety planning, which is now being globally used as being per, per, uh, um, the guidelines of the World Health Organization. So we have you, we are using that year. And another element that is quite significantly changed would then be the area of drinking water quality, which is a little bit more rigorous than the effluent quality because of the fact that the risk-defined compliance, which emanate directly from your wastewater planning, where it's identified where, which risk could be in which um, catchment and which resource that the water treatment work should be working for, is then identified in this area and then also give a water treatment efficiency index which will also then mean that the drinking water quality compliance is highest weighted as far as the criteria is concerned. So the way forward, um, honorable members, would be in terms of my last slide then, would be that the, the regulator will use this blue drop and green drop information as performance baseline for the municipal, and, or municipal wastewater and water fraternity to inform the appropriate regulatory intervention with the objective to facilitate improvement. This will include the development of the Water Service Improvement Program, which is underway, towards informing sustainable intervention with the objective of ensuring a turnaround in the municipal water services sector. The key word would there be sustainable, and then national government will ensure that ground funding allocated to the water sector will be allocated with objective to restore functionality of the existing water wastewater infrastructure first, according to this report as well. Then the regulator will inform, the water will improve the implementation of section 19, and this will mean the interventions that will be triggered based on, on the failures that is being reported upon, so that remedial action be taken at, at, the, at the cost of the non-compliant entity or municipality, and that is still being, um, the, the, the different modalities are still being um, finalized. And the department will take steps to improve its capacity to be more effective. And this is also an, a category that's in the water service improvement plan, which is not outward looking only, but also inward looking as far as the, the, um, the system is concerned. And then, um, yeah, that would be my, my last slide. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chairperson. The next presentation will be made by Annette Muir, who's the Chief Director in our regulation branch. Um, uh, Chairperson, you'll probably agree that we perhaps need to pick up the pace a little bit. So, Annette, if I can ask you to not necessarily go through the detail of every slide, um, but to um, take us through the key points in the presentation. Thank you. Annette. 
Good morning, uh, honourable members, uh, minister and deputy ministers. Um, can I just confirm, are you seeing a full screen or is it um, still in draft mode? No, you can see a full screen on it. Thank you. Um, it's not what I'm thinking, <laughs> but okay, thanks. Um, thanks, DG. I will um, try and summarise or not spend, um, yeah. All right. Apologies, my screen is now doing something funny here. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to do a brief introduction um, and then touch on some of the legislative mandate of the anti-pollution task team, uh, as well as um, some of the key actions that the, the action the, the task team is uh, busy with as well as priority matters on the way forward. The anti-pollution task team was established in November 2019 and has 22 members from um, the department um, and importantly also members from the Department of Forestry, Fisheries and Environment um, as they also have a mandate um, in terms of waste management as well as uh, general environmental management. Uh, we are also part of the environmental inspectorate or the, the scorpions um, and that is also where the, the compliance and enforcement collaboration is occurring with DFFE. Um, I took over as coordinator of the anti-pollution task team uh, after Mar Mr. Marius Kiet retired. Um, the purpose is to provide, of the task team is to provide high-level guidance to ensure protection of water resources and to identify remedies to mitigate pollution impacts in all water, users in all water use sectors. Um, importantly to note, when there is pollution incidents, um, this is not a, a rapid response task team uh, that goes out and does the investigations and the, the cleanups of those. Um, we have our standard enforcement team that um, is trained and, and responds to these incidents. Um, the purpose of this task team is to look at catchment level um, pollution how to do strategic interventions to, to address those. Um, and it's to integrate and more seamlessly work between ourselves and our regional offices, as well as our catchment management agencies and our um, environmental departments. All right, so I'm gonna skip that. Um, the legislative mandate, I think the, the committee is fairly well versed with the department's mandate. Um, more importantly is that our constitution ensures that we have to have, uh, that we all have a right to an environment that is not harmful to our health. And this task team is um, together with environmental affairs, as I said, geared towards uh, ensuring that that environment is realized. Our National Water Act is very strong in terms of pollution prevention, as well as dealing with mitigation around pollution. But there are obviously in the operational aspects, there are certain things that can be done to strengthen uh, the legislative um, provisions. All right. Um, <clears throat> so annually, this uh, anti-pollution task team draw, draws up an action plan 
in line with the integrated water quality management strategy as well. Um, currently, there are eight key tasks. Um, each task has got a task uh, leader that meets with their um, subcomponents, and then the, the larger team gets together um, just to touch base and make sure that we are on track. The action plan has been updated to include the water and sanitation um, summit outcomes uh, that was held on the 18th and 19th of February. Um, and I think the most important action that arose from the summit was that we were instructed to provide um, action plans that will see the improvement of our water resource quality by 60% within the next 36 months. Uh, we were given until the end of June to have these action plans in place, and I'll be um, giving some information on that as we progress. Um, I'm going to skip this as the, it is, um, well, okay. These are the eight tasks. Um, I'm not going to go into detail for every single one of them. Um, task one is the oversight and strategic direction. Um, just in terms of the color combinations, green indicates uh, where tasks have been completed. Um, yellow indicates where we are um, busy with the task and on track. Uh, red indicates overdue and gray is long-term. So our action plan, though it is annual, also includes some of the longer-term strategic actions. Um, I think importantly here in terms of task one is that we wanted to ensure that we have water resource management forums in our regions. There are currently catchment management um, platforms where water users are interacting with the department to raise um, certain water quality issues as well as other operational aspects. Um, but there isn't um, an internal a forum where the department gets together with its national office to see how do we task these to address the water quality issues in the, the catchments. So we are going to, we are busy establishing these um, and they, they will be our driving forces for, for the action plans that we are, are developing per, per region. Um, these action plans um, <clears throat> will incorporate the, the water services improvement plan uh, that was mentioned by my DDG. Um, that will then take care of the, the municipal space, which is one of our big polluters, um, as can be seen from the, the maps that was, was shared. Um, and then the remaining component would then be for our mining sectors and our industrial sectors, as well as our agricultural sectors. There are different strategies and plans um, as by nature that we've been developing, and then there needed to be a coordination and pull through to see that we don't duplicate our efforts, our resources are, are limited, and we need to start working uh, smarter together to achieve our objectives. So the, these action plans are then uh, pulling together the water services improvement plan, the, the asset mine drainage strategies, the mining strategies, um, the catchment management strategies and all of those um, other activities, but into one single plan. One um, or two activities that came from the summit was the to strengthen the intergovernmental relations with other departments to improve water quality. 
and to identify potential projects that we could perhaps levy um, or engage with environmental affairs regarding the plastic bag and tire levies that we can possibly um, access some funding there. And then also to engage with public works that we can potentially look at a extended public works program for the department, either solely or that we partner with um, the working for water program or the working for, for fire or those um, aspects, because sometimes they're not fully engaged and that we can then have a, a timeshare type of uh, scenario with them where we can have our our community members also involved in our maintenance of our wastewater treatment works, or even in terms of uh, assisting in combating theft and vandalism. In terms of task two, very important, um, even as DDG Monis was saying, if you can't monitor, you can't, um, if you can't measure, you can't manage. So one of the biggest um, tasks the anti-pollution task team has is the uh, coordination of our water quality monitoring programs. Um, very important for us is to have laboratory contracts in place. So we have sampling programs. Um, this is not for, for the municipalities. This is for the department itself and its water resource areas that we have um, places to take samples and that we have credible laboratories in place to analyze those samples. This assists us in determining where our hotspots are and what uh, determinants are problematic for us and this will enable us to then develop um, focused action plans. In terms of task three, um, again, it's in terms of information management. Our information is um, sitting in a, a couple of um, systems. Um, some of them are using older technologies and some of them are using latest technologies, like for instance, the integrated regulatory information system um, that our blue drop and green drop is utilizing. So the department through its CIO has uh, started with a national digitalization process where we want to ensure that our monitoring systems are aligned and that the, the information is adequately shared and that we are efficient in our use of our resources. Um, I think I'm then going to move to the... Next slide is the task four, uh, pricing and incentive systems that support integrated water quality management. I think this is very important for us to, to note. Um, we are empowered under the National Water Act to take action against polluters where they are and where we can't find them. Um, so if there's a, um, a chemical that is that has been spilt, but it, the, the culprit is, cannot be found, then there's an onus on us to clean that up while, we've, while we're looking for the person responsible for it. These things unfortunately take um, huge resources depending on the, the nature of a chemical being spilt. And we do not, um, we are not able to, to budget for these type of things. So we want to look at a funding model for pollution incidents and how we source funding to be able to proactively um, clean up these incidents and, and there's not a knock-on effect on the environment. Um, next one is the waste discharge chart system. Um, I think some of the members would know that this has been coming for some time now. Um, we have piloted the waste discharge chart system in um, four of our water management areas with mock billing going out. Um, we are part of the raw water pricing uh, consultations currently underway 
the waste discharge charge system will be implemented in these four water management areas in 23-24, giving effect to the polluter pays principle. So for the first time, water users that have got a waste discharge element in it will be billed in the, the uh, water billing. Administrative penalties. Um, currently, the Water Act does not have any administrative penalties associated with it. You can either do administrative processes or criminal prosecution, which then could lead to a, a penalty being administered. Um, we are working with, again, Environmental Affairs and the Water Research Commission to develop a, um, an appropriate administrative penalty system that will probably be, um, will be in place by 23-24, also through the legislative amendments of uh, the National Environmental Management Act where the department's water act is then a specific act that can benefit from that. Um, we need to beef up our policy position on the implementation of security by applicant to specifically address um, our mining and industry sectors where there is large risks posed if those um, applications or, or licenses uh, get into financial difficulty. We also want to look at a dedicated bank account for cost recovery where the department has won, for instance, criminal cases or civil cases, um, that money that then can be ring-fenced um, and it doesn't go back into the fiscus and we can be reapplying it for compliance and enforcement. Um, one of the items from the summit is that we need to look at partnerships with industry to improve water quality. Um, one of the, the items was to engage with Business Unity South Africa regarding green hydrogen and acid mine drainage, as well as the brine economy that a couple of years ago was not economically feasible. And we are specifically looking at these around our AMD plants and to make um, these type of interventions self-sustaining that we can not be reliant on the fiscus to, to clean up that water but that we can actually um, make itself sustainable, obviously in, then with the um, securities of applicant that we don't uh, repeat the mistakes of the past. Um, identification of water quality problems and hotspots, task five. Um, this links again with the, the monitoring issues. Um, once we know where our, our water quality results are, we can identify those hotspots. Um, those have been done. Uh, with the 2022 water quality data analysis. And we are busy with um, recovery plans in those catchments as per the summit deadline of June. Then task six, uh, key projects. Um, first one is the approval of the integrated water quality management policy. Uh, this has been routed for approval by cabinet. Um, then also the mine water policy has also been a couple of years in the making and has been finally approved in May 2022, um, this month or last month by cabinet. Uh, there's a couple of regulations that we are um, working on to strengthen our regulatory environment. One is the unconventional gas uh, regulations or popularly known as fracking. The, these are out for public comment at the moment. We're also developing regulations for protecting strategic water source areas. Um, our regulations for process controllers. We are busy with the norms and standards for water, uh, water services uh, and sanitation. Uh, also the existing lawful use regulations. 
um, and the update of our mining regulations, Gen 704, I think they were also waiting for the mine water policy uh, to be tabled, so that will now progress nicely. Uh, the department's also looking at updating the waste discharge standards, um, and then in the long term, we would like to look at borehole registration regulations and the water reclamation and reuse regulations. Then in terms of strengthening regulation compliance and enforcement, we need to um, work on our intervention plans. These will all be incorporated in the, the catchment plans. It's your mine water, your, your landfills, your uh, wastewater treatment works, your mining interventions. Our action plans that we are now asked from the municipalities the, the department is also busy with spillages and leakages, um, detections and interventions in our various municipalities. These will all be part of the Water Services Improvement Plan as well. Um, we want to, we're currently busy with our monitoring for our resource quality objectives. We are that those are gazetted. Uh, we then monitor compliance to those. This also assists in developing uh, a profile of hotspots where the resource quality objectives are not being met. And again, our monitoring systems are crucial to be able to do that. Um, linked to this obviously is also improved water use authorizations and making sure that we have a handle on our verif verification of our existing lawful uses. Last task, task eight, is the well-capacitated water quality officials. Um, we have got executive training for our, EMR, uh, for our regional heads, our CEOs of the two CMAs, as well as our DDG regulation, scheduled for quarter two. Uh, this will enable them to be designated as uh, EMI grade ones. Normally, this is a three-week course um, through environmental affairs. A two-day shortened course is offered for the executives. This is notwithstanding the normal basic training that our officials undergo to be uh, designated as blue scorpions. Currently, we're sitting at about 170 green scorpions. Um, oh, sorry, 107. Um, training of law enforcement agencies and municipal officials. We have a team of um, officials that um, engage with this, the SAPs, commanders, and provide them with training on, on the Water Act. Um, these officials are not normally very interested in prosecuting, not prosecuting, in um, investigating criminal cases um, involving with water. So these colleagues assist with the, the training of those officials. We also want to strengthen our water quality officials um, in terms of chemical training, as well as uh, sampling training um, that we have started a process now with environmental affairs as well to do um, that training for us. Uh, just a summary of all the, the tasks, um, green being complete, yellow um, in progress, uh, red um, overdue and gray in future. Um, we have our plates full in terms of, of these tasks, but um, luckily for now, um, we are on track. In terms of priority matters, um, we are focusing now on getting these catchment forums established and having these water quality improvement plans in place by end of the month so that we can start working towards that 60% uh, 
improvement within the next 36 months. This is also coupled with the water services improvement plan as previously stated. Uh, this also fits in nicely and it's like building up a, a big puzzle, getting all these pieces together. Uh, also with the SDGs or the sustainable development um, goals to reduce discharge of unlawful wastewater by 50%. In terms of the way forward, we are meeting with our regional officials to guide them on the establishment of these forums and the development of these action plans. Um, once these action plans have been finalized um, and they, they, they then get submitted to our accounting officer for approval, and um, our draft action plan and our first forum meeting will be held before the end of June, 2022. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Oh. Oh, are you done? Oh, that was quick. Thank you very much, uh, DG um, and um, the DMs uh, connected. I saw the minister was connected at some point. I think oh, she is disconnected. Uh, Honorable Mashiku, you are also welcomed. I see you are connected. And uh, members, I think we are done with our two presentations. Um, I'll see by the raise of the hand if you have any comment or question. Um, but firstly, let me appreciate the work of the department because the president in his state of nation addressed, he said that government is working very hard to revive the blue and the green drop certification program, which was disbanded in 2014. And I think we want to appreciate um, the department for reintroducing this um, um, uh, program. And notwithstanding the, also the, the pocket of excellence in, in KZN, Western Cape and in Gauteng. I think the green drop results reflect the poor state of um, wastewater treatment system across the country. Uh, when you, you were presenting, you said 334 wastewater treatment uh, systems are in a critical state. And I think the department must zoom in that, uh, in that space. And I think there is also an ancient need for operation and, and maintenance and also refurbishment of this old water treatment, um, a wastewater treatment plant, capacity build, give capacity building to address uh, the lack of skills and also the improved funding models to this plant. I think at some point, maybe we have to meet the National Treasury through the appropriation committee, just to um, check with them if we can reinvest the, the budget for maintenance and operation because there's no way that we can leave this situation as is, um, um, honorable members. Um, and I think at some point also the department must also display or give us a plan or provide a plan on how are they collaborating with the department of COGTA uh, in order to solve um, this waste uh, water treatment plans and management challenges through, throughout the country. Uh, members, um, I see the hand of Honorable uh, Leon Basson. I know this you met her. Um, Honorable Mosala Rebecca. Honorable Hendrix Kharif. Um, another hand, I think those are the hands that I see. 
members. Those are the three hands that I've noted. Honorable Leon, you'll start. Musala, you'll be the second. Hanif, you'll be the third. Or Honorable Mashikhu, you'll be the last. Thank you very much. In that order. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Chairperson, yes, I've got three questions. The first one is on the Volga River. I just want to find out what is the progress on the pollution that occurred in the Volga River, if I can get some information on that. Second question is, uh, uh, Chairperson, <clears throat> I'm very much concerned on the uh, wastewater treatment works of public works. We've seen in this report that uh, 102 of the 115 wastewater treatment plants, that's 90% of these plants, have a score of 12%. Uh, and and I, I, I understand that um, uh, Leonardo said that there is, um, they've been placed, um, they've been given documentation or um, what do you call it? I can't get to the name now. But uh, then uh, thirdly, um, on, on the Royval, I want to know um, whether there's any progress on the Royval, whether there's any investigation or any negotiations with Swanee of maybe handing over Royval to a, um, a water board um, to run that plant. Is there anything positive that um, they could give us on, on, on Royval? Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you much, Leon. Honorable Masala. Rebecca Masala, are you still here? Yeah, I'm struggling to unmute my myself. Thanks so much. Let me take this opportunity and wish Mr. Mashiko a speedy recovery, and we hope he'll come back strong. Um, it's 11 hours. Uh, Chaperson, the manner in which the report is, it shows that South Africa is in a, very, in a, in a, in a state of disaster under the current government. The Green Drop report in terms of municipalities is extremely very, very bad. This is due to the fact that we are failing to maintain the wastewater treatment plants and the water treatment works in the in majority of the municipalities across the country. So I, I'm only having one question which I want to pose to the department together with the the, 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 the people that uh, presented the report. The question is, over the years, what is the effective implementation of the recommendation of the Green Drop Report on improvement in municipalities? Thank you. No, thank you very much, Honorable Musala. Um, Honorable, the third one. Oh, Hanif Hendricks. Um, yeah, Hanif Hendricks. Good morning. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair, for this uh, opportunity. Honorable Chair, we know that one, when one uh, measures whether a state 
or a country is a failed state, you look at the quality of the drinking water. So we are very happy to get this detailed report and I must thank the department for this report because it gives us indication of the state of affairs. We heard the previous honorable member say that the state of affairs is not too good and uh, we don't want, uh, we want to tick the box that we are not a failed country when it comes to water. Having, having said that, uh, 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 honorable chair, it is not right that we monitor the water in our taps because people drink water not only out of taps, but they drink water out of rivers, out of streams. So we need to also have a monitoring system to find out that wherever people, especially in the rural villages, drink water that we test. We cannot discriminate against people living in the rural villages by not testing the water uh, that they have to, have to drink. Uh, I wrote, uh, I was a councillor for seven years in the city of Cape Town, and uh, I focused a lot on the water treatment plant at Zanfle uh, near Makassar. And the reason that uh, I uh, uh, took an interest and even wrote a book, which you can find on Kindle free of charge, um, is because a PhD student at UCT who lives in Kailitsa wrote in a thesis, which I got sight of, that the water treatment plant in Sanfle, because of mismanagement and because they are making it so big, is actually causing a slow death of one, up to one million people living in Kailitsa. So that's why we took an interest. And uh, I don't want to go into the details, but we managed to get three awards from the Director of Environmental Enforcement against the municipality. Uh, we got a uh, order from the public protector and a damning report uh, with regard to how uh, we manage our wastewater treatment plants from the Human Rights Council. Uh, that was in Masukumaleli. And the, the report from the Director of Environmental Enforcement was of the Zanfle treatment plant. So I am surprised that the, that the department and the officials, that they don't seek advice from our universities in Cape Town. Maybe they do so uh, in other provinces. But the University of the Western Cape is at the forefront of, uh, of, of wastewater management. Uh, we have a, a professor, Leslie Patrick there, who's an emeritus professor. She's most probably uh, one of the leading lights in the world on, uh, on water treatment. And she got an award as a water legend by the Water Research Commission of South Africa in 2021. So what we did, Honorable Chair, uh, uh, there's also another professor, Leslie, at the University of Cape Town, and also some professors at Stellenbosch and the CSIR. I managed to take them all to the office of the mayor, Dan Plato, to explain that, uh, number one, you must not have large water treatment plants. It's impossible to handle it. So there needs to be a policy decision that water treatment plants must be manageable. It mustn't be on a large scale like Zanfle, 
where they're busy with a five billion rand project. And uh, Professor uh, 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 Leslie Patrick said that uh, sewage pollution, which we are very concerned about, is because municipalities and the Department of Water, uh, Department of Public Works, they throw, they they pump poorly treated sewerage into waterways uh, like rivers, and then it goes to the, to, to the sea. So our research shows that uh, sewage pollution is a concern in South Africa and will be worse than climate change. Now, what can I never thought there'd be anything worse than climate change. We saw the floods now in KZN. So I, I, I would like surely to suggest that the department start studying, uh, downloading the research and the concerns. Because sewage pollution, uh, in, in the case of the um, Zanfle sewage plant, uh, is pumped poorly treated, it's pumped into uh, waterways, and then it eventually lands uh, in the sea, and then it kills the snook. The same professor got a million rand to, the, to do research on how the sewerage from Zanfle affects the snook. You know, the snook is a favorite fish in Cape Town. One third of the snook was found to be diseased because of the, um, uh, uh, the, the sewage pollution. So sewage pollution is, is clearly a, a, an issue that we need to look at. And I am certainly uh, also concerned about the standards to measure uh, you know, whether we meet the norms. They give you percentages and they give you ratios. Those are so out of date, I think it still comes from the Stone Age. We need uh, uh, norms and we need uh, to have standards that we meet up with the rest of the world so that we have good drinking water quality. I'm very concerned that uh, in Port Alfred, uh, uh, the government spend millions of rands uh, to treat uh, uh, wastewater but then the people in Port Alfred don't pull, pull their chains enough, so there was no, uh, no uh, stuff to treat. And it stands there as a white elephant, wasting millions of rands. Uh, so proper research was obviously not done. So I'm, uh, I'm very concerned that uh, we're not on top of our game, that we are going to be called a failed state because of our drinking water quality. And we ignore the people uh, that drinks water, but not, not out of taps. And we need to engage with the experts, especially in Cape Town. I'm not punting uh, Cape Town because I live here, but we have the expertise uh, and the department and the municipalities are not using them. The city of Cape Town, in spite of me taking these professors to Dan Plato's, the mayor's office, and, uh, and them giving him 500 pages of concerns about Zanfle, not, nothing happened because they have their own uh, scientists in their departments uh, that protect the municipalities, that cover up and that wants, uh, uh, wants to sabotage our, our country. They're not really interested in improving the drinking water quality uh, if one looks at the state of affairs that we've seen in this report. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Thank you.
Good morning, Chairperson and members of the committee. I um, camera because I'm I'm awkward. I'm on bed. Um, with that in mind, Chair, I I'm very happy or just satisfied in a way in the in the in the point that uh, Honorable Harith is raising. Because then there is a yes. Honorable, sorry, sorry, but there's there's noise in the background. Oh, okay. Like your TV or radio, it's all. Let me do that. Let me do that. Oh, what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm 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 on bed, so I'm I'm doing. Yeah. Um. Where, where is this? Okay. My apology, my apology. Okay. 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 Okay, Che. Whilst you are on the platform, my apology. I'm saying I, what Honorable Harris has raised. Hey, and there is a there, I'm not audible. Okay. Yeah, you continue. You honorable are now. Second. Yes, you are now. Continue. I'm I am, okay. I'm saying I'm satisfied with the narrative that um, Honorable Kharif is raising because there is a narrative in South Africa that uh, if you want to see excellency in, uh, in anything, go to Cape Town. And that narrative derives from its existence of the thinking that uh, Cape Town is the city. The townships and areas are surrounding the Cape Town as, as the city of Cape Town is not only the town. Kailisha, Zelisha, not Zelisha, Kailisha, all other areas which are township of Cape Town are part and parcel of Cape Town, city of Cape Town. You have got two states in Cape Town. You go to Cape Town, in the white areas, you are in Europe. You go to Kailisha and all other areas, Bukuletu and the likes, you are in the Bundulan. The, their mayor is one. The MMC says who ten serve that areas. And we get a narrative that it is excellent. If you want to see excellency, go to, West, to Cape Town. But I am so thanks, uh, uh, Honorable Harif, because that's the reality of the matter. If people are dying in Kailisha because of water that is not good, and Western Cape is seen to be the best blue drop that is saving the, the city of Cape Town, but people are dying out of that water, what is the blue drop about? And we have raised these issues uh, many times, and I think we need to appreciate that, um, uh, Honorable Kharif, at some point, South Africa took a decision to stop the blue drop exercise. And that was very wrong on uh, Minister Mkunu and the team. And, and I know you, you, have, you, you have restarted, but it does not matter. You, you, if you take job, you take the assets and liabilities of it. So we will, we, 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 
even in Bible, it is written that you will die for the sins of your parents as a child. You, you are going to get them. But the fact of the matter is that as Parliament of South Africa, at some point, not Parliament, even cities and, 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 and provinces, we did not want to do green drop. And that, that, that time when, when it was stopped, personally, because I was a councillor, I thought it is okay because look, what is the purpose of you having a green drop when your people have got no water in Eastern Cape? People have got no water in my hometown in Pushback Ridge, in in, Vembe, in, 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 in in all other areas. In Eastern Cape, there is none. And they do get blue drop, blue drop of water because there is no water. So we must appreciate the restarting of the blue drop exercise. But what I want to raise, uh, Chairperson, through you, our cities, our cities, if you look at the ratio, Cape Town is doing bad, better, and I, 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 must, I can't deny that point. They are doing better, not good. They are doing better. Go and look at who is doing this work in Cape Town. You will not find a black person there. And is it wrong? Not necessarily. It is because the experience and the knowledge lies in the old apartheid white people who had the, the capacity and the, and the willingness to learn and, and get experience. And we, they are no longer there in all the townships in South Africa. They are all flogged in Cape Town. So they are doing work in one set of a, a country. The other countries are suffering when experience and knowledge lives in that area of Cape Town. South Africa must, must to do the abnormals. We must distribute skills. In distributing of the skills, we must be in a position to ask Western Cape to borrow to one of their engineers, one of their experts. They must borrow the um, because they have an abundance of skills and knowledge in, in, a, in a South Africa that is lacking, which has got none. When we came here, we found that there was something called War on Leaks Brigade, which was intervening sportingly on things. Of course, it was done illegally, as you said, but I don't think it was illegal because the president declared on it. Officials were supposed to budget for it, for it to be official. But for whatever reason, they did not do it, and now they're blaming it on, on the president. Even here, something that is unusual must happen. We need to act in a manner that is not common in order for us to have our people, the country. In, in all the nine provinces, only one province, have got the capacity to do this work, this thing of green drop. It's a problem. But we have got skills in abundance in Cape Town. Let's use them around the country for them to help. Me and Leon went to, to um, uh, um, Roy Val. What we saw there is something you can't appreciate. We went to Kian, you can't appreciate it. We went to Val, we can't appreciate it. When you ask them, in, in, in we went to Musunduzi municipality last week. That municipality will never get to, the, to appreciate or even 
try to, 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 to address the problem. They do not have capacity. They don't have skills. Even if they can have an engineer that can do it, they can't afford him salary-wise because of the budget of the city. It, they, they just can't afford. So meaning that the minister has got the responsibility to, to, to intervene in these cases, take over the responsibilities, reticulate to any other thing, then give them to, 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 to manage and do that. But in managing it, if they do not budget for, 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 for the services of the infrastructure, it will relapse again. Meaning then that we have got, we need our district, district development model must give us space to intervene legally because we are a DDM that can do that. If we don't do that, Chairperson, uh, 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 I can send you a picture of Wipato. I can send it to you. And just see the slash that is there. It, there will be never a, a, a green drop there. There will never be a blue drop or green drop there. Never. We went to Baal. We, we will not get blue drop unless we act unusual. But we must then appreciate the minister for having brought back this process. Because this process needs to deal with us having drinking water that is safe. That need to give us an environment that is safe in the, in the, in, in the green drop. But if we are still going to act as if it is yesterday, we might as well forget. We have, we have to act unusual, do something uncommon, and in order to appreciate that South Africa, and Harif is, is saying, and you can hear him, he means it, but he says it's not, that we are driving towards a failed state in terms of water service delivery. And we, with you, Minister Mkunwe, Deputy Minister Makazi, and Deputy Minister Matobo, stop us from going that route. Do something unusual. Honorable Mashobo is a water expert. He went to University of Ongoyo to learn about water. And maybe we need to even to think that we, I mean, did it, Dr. Phillips the doctor because he, he went to school. So we do have capacity, but this capacity is at national level when water is at local level. We must then, the DTM must allow us to use the national expertise in, in, at the local level using the DTM. But if we don't do that, South Africa will never benefit from this government that is doing so well. But it, we will remain in the, in, in the document, in the policy making, in the decision making, and in the national legislature. But people will be suffering there, not having water. But the, the, the process of the blue dropper, blue dropper processes must be appreciated and be thanked. And I want to thank that, that Comrade Chair. Um, and I'm saying Comrade Chair, because I think I'm in the ANC meeting. I mean, Honorable Chairperson. But we must act differently and we must start today. Out of it, we might as well forget. I, I, I'm, I'm warned by the doctor not to to be emotional and raise my voice. 
I know, but my, my apologies. Uh, and they are defying the, and they are defying the doctor. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I sent you a message not to be angry, Mashiko. So you are also defying me. I know. I know. Praise, just defying the doctor. And hey, you must never put us in trouble when I'm Mashiko. Please, man, Mashiko, man. Yes. yes. Yo. Honorable Kony, I, I saw your hand on the on the device. I thought you'll also, Honorable Mashiko, you'll also raised a matter of Tonga. Tongat waste water treatment because you are you are on an oversight uh, with that ad hoc committee or you were on oversight with the ad hoc committee um, of parliament which oversee the disasters in KZN and uh, Eastern Cape. So you came across that uh, disaster also of the wastewater treatment in Tongat, which was. Uh, Disbanded uh, 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 by water, so I thought you'll also raise that uh, because you were there, you saw it, you have witnessed it. Uh, but nevertheless, thanks. I think we'll get a report to in the in the portfolio committee next week. Honorable Connie, I see your hand. Yes, chair. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I would like to also wish Comrade uh, Mashuko well and to plead with him to take care because we need him more than he needs us. um, I want to appreciate um, the presentation by the department and uh, also um, raise some issues of concern. Uh, One of the issues which I want to raise is about vandalism vandalism of our assets um, generally. For me, Sometimes I just feel that there's sabotage some way, which I think the intelligence community needs to look at. That does not only happen with uh, within the water uh, uh, space, but you see um, with the um, ESCOM and the assets which are forever vandalized. And if we can be able to educate our communities because if uh, one um, one aspect of electrical I- issues are vandalized, it means the whole community in that particular area gets affected. I'm sure all of us have got that experience that for three, four, five days, um, you'll find a situation where the community does not have electricity, not because of the um, that. Uh, it's low shedding, but it's because of thieving of uh, electrical materials. So that goes also to our um, uh, water situation where um, uh, assets are not appreciated, they are forever vandalized. So we need to have a very, very serious um, education to mobilize uh, communities around those stations that they need to take care of those assets. But also uh, we have a serious challenge which we have spoken about for many times, how we've neglected our infrastructure. We must be honest about that because honestly, there's so much neglect on infrastructure. Why can't we 
um, uh, rather make sure that we invest in the infrastructure, um, especially when we have situations sometimes when we have to take the money back, we could not spend in municipalities. Some municipalities are not able to spend the money, but we have, how do we explain that to our electorates? So Chair, one other issue which I wanted, it's a question I wanted to ask the department. Of course, um, we must also look at the positive of the efforts which the department is, is trying to put in place and to assess the municipalities, we can see the green drop and the blue drop where the problem is. But what is important here is to make sure that implementation is done because at the end of the day, the poorest are the ones who suffer the most. Um, there is a, um, in the presentation, we are told that there are laboratories uh, which have contracts with uh, certain uh, um, um, institutions. So we're told that they are in place throughout the province. Is it possible for, for the department to give us the, more information on that, especially in the provinces so that we know who's, uh, who, who does our water and uh, who, in terms of gender, in terms of color, in terms of um, the previously disadvantaged, how are our people involved? Because I cannot um, imagine that we don't have any people with, with skills. And you should also have not have a situation where we have like contracts which are forever. So, those are the issues which I wanted to raise, um, which not forgetting skilling up more people, experts to who, who will be able to assist and to make sure that these are not continuing. And the other point which I wanted to raise is that, you know, in, in an area somewhere, I've seen water bursting um, in a very professional way. And then five cases case from that point, another one. And to my mind, I was saying, but what's happening here? So I think we also need to go deeper and investigate as to exactly if this is just natural or if somebody's behind this. So those are my points. Thank you, Chair, for the time. Thank you, Honorable Sloy. Uh, Honor Honorable Soposingi. Honorable Sloy, I see your hand. Chairperson, uh, good morning. I have got a connectivity problem, but uh, I see that there's some improvement. I'm not sure if I'm audible well. Can you hear me, Chair? Loud and clear, madam, you can continue. Thank you very much. Few questions because I could not uh, get all the presentations. <clears throat> um, thank you for the presentation uh, from the department, which I think there are a lot of efforts to really address uh, 
the challenges on the green drop and the blue drop. And I think we need to appreciate that. But I think one of the weaknesses could be on us is that the reports in terms of challenges that are confronted the department and the interventions that they are making are coming very late. And then it makes us to wonder, since 2020, 2021, when we made some proposals on how best we deal, can we deal with these two issues? We're getting a, a, this report. I am not sure how often can we periodically, we get briefings on this matter. The second issue here is that as we listen to the presentation, one would think that maybe there is no effective um, participation in terms of our partners and even government department. Pollution environmental issues, they've got their specific department. But that does not mean that we've got no role as water and sanitation. What, which becomes then to say, how is the strength of others to ensure that we, we benefit and we succeed in our endeavors as a department? I think we need to get to that. The presenter presented an issue of, um, credibility of monitoring in this whole process. I think that's a very a, a, a strong tone, which perhaps I think uh, out of the efforts, it needs to be strengthened to say, how is our monitoring as participants, as stakeholders, as government departments, in terms of ensuring that we, 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 we get an effective program. The credibility has been raised. I think the, 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 the recommendations, some of them are speaking on that. My last one is that, please, so that we, we don't get uh, disillusioned on the process, how often can we get the progress report on this particular issue? Because the issue of pollution, we made it very clear in 2019. All those that are polluting must be taken to books, we said so. We have not managed to get any progress on that. In Gaba, the company, has it been taken to account on how in the process? Because the consequences should not only for officials, those that are undermining the 
So those are the few issues that I want to raise in a thank you chairperson for the opportunity. Bye. Okay, thank you very much. I think you your concerns are noted. Um I will now uh, allow the DG and the team to respond and the the two DMs will close the discussions. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I'd like to respond to a couple of the issues and then ask my colleagues to add. Um, I'd like to start by responding to Honorable Basson regarding um, uh, the uh, the Royval um, wastewater treatment works in Tuani. Um, over time, we've issued four directives uh, to Tuani regarding um, non-compliance of their uh, wastewater treatment works. Um, and um, they've partially addressed some of our directives, but there hasn't been sufficient improvement yet in the effluent quality from the wastewater treatment works. And the problem in Swanee is that is that contaminant is, is that uh, poor quality effluent from the wastewater treatment works is in is in turn contaminating the, the the water sources that are used to provide water to people in the Swanee area. So it's a serious problem. Uh, eventually, after non-compliance with the directives, we initiated civil action, civil action against the city of Tuani, which it, it defended. Um, and um, its defense was based on a view that we should be providing them with money as DWS to, uh, to uh, complete the remedial works um, and rehabilitation of the wastewater treatment works. The Human Rights Commission, uh, honorable members, as you know, did get involved as well, and they uh, gave a directive that uh, we should take over the wastewater treatment works. Um, there has been progress by the city of Swanee, as I indicated on Royval in particular, there is construction work underway. Their expected completion date is October 2022, um, but they've indicated that uh, they don't have sufficient funds to complete it, and, that, and they've been asking us for funding for it. The challenge for, from our side is DWS is that in terms of the fiscal framework, um, the rules governing the grants, we're not allowed to use our grants to municipalities to fund municipalities, to fund metropolitan municipalities. They have to use the um, urban development grant, um, which is uh, managed by the Department of Human Settlements uh, to, uh, for, for work on their wastewater treatment works. Um, so what has happened recently, Honorable Basson, is that I've obtained in writing a letter from National Treasury confirming that they have engaged with the city of Tswani and indicated to the city of Tswani that there is sufficient money in the urban development grants uh, that they get from human settlements for them to complete the, the work on the, on the wastewater treatment works, there, including the Royval works. And we are now going to be, um, in terms of the ongoing civil case between us and Tswani, we are going to try and make it an order of court um, that um, uh, the city of Swanee uh, um, obeys uh, uh, or, or proceeds in accordance with the letter I've received from Treasury and that it uses its urban settlements grant to complete the, the, the work on the, that uh, wastewater treatment works. Um, turning to um, the issue raised by Honorable Mokhlala, um, which um, uh, 
which is that um, over the years, has the implementation of our recommendations been effective? I think um, the, the honest, frank, short answer to that, Honorable Mokhlala, is no, it hasn't in general been effective because you can see from the results presented by Leonardo that the, that the situation has deteriorated since the last time we issued the Green Drop Report in 2013, which means that the recommendations in general can't have been effective. However, having said that, um, it must be noted that the Green Drop Report is quite effective in terms of generating competition amongst municipalities. Um, and it has, and, and many municipal officials do take it very seriously and they try and get a better Green Drop score. So uh, it, it's effective in that sense. But overall, the bigger picture is that the remedial actions have not been sufficiently effective. And that is why there's been a further deterioration which relates to the issue uh, raised by Honorable Masheho that um, we need to do something differently. And we agree with Honorable Masheho. We can't continue just um, doing the same thing and expecting a different result. We need to do something differently if we're going to reverse the deterioration, which is indicated in the uh, Green Drop and the report and in the Blue Drop Progress report. So Honorable Members, uh, accepting that, we, we want, under the leadership of Minister Mkhunu, we, we are in the process of trying to strengthen uh, uh, our support and intervention to municipalities to do something differently or more radical, as, as Honorable Masheho said. And we've developed a, a water services uh, improvement plan, which centers around, um, through our regional offices, us in, in supporting and intervening more systematically in municipalities when there's non-compliance with minimum norms and standards. And um, if you wish, honorable members, we can arrange to, to present that program that we're putting in place uh, to the committee, our water services improvement program. And finally, before I hand over to colleagues, and um, we agree um, uh, fully with uh, honorable Siopo Sengwe's uh, comment about vandalism. It, it's largely actually theft. Uh, we, we commonly say vandalism and theft, but the biggest problem is theft. And, and the water and sanitation sector, particularly at municipal level, is particularly affected by, by theft. Um, last week, we were in Machabeng or Valcom in, in the Free State, and the situation there is appalling in terms of the degree to which there's been theft of wastewater uh, infrastructure. Almost all the pumps and mechanical equipment has been stolen from all the wastewater treatment works in that town. And there, um, there isn't even any security provided. There aren't even any security fences around the wastewater treatment works. So we agree, honorable member, it's a very serious problem affecting the sector. And uh, again, something differently, something different needs to be done by government as a whole to address it, because it's clear that current measures aren't being effective in, in reducing this theft of public infrastructure. Uh, Leonardo? Okay, thank you, DG. Um, Honorable Chair, I will just ask the first answer the first question. I, I thought to answer the first one would be um, on the question asked by Honorable Person on the public works. Um, yes, we are working with the Department of Public Works because those are the more smaller works. Um, majority of them are, are actually in the category of micro um, because of the size. And um, uh, in this situation, it would be that the department cannot go into the point of intervening with assistance in terms of finances, because um, 
um, the public works department is actually funding this themselves. So we are just basically at this point in time working on, on getting them to have the turnaround plan, which is effective in terms of the, the business itself. And, and we will continue work on that as the colleagues have already started with the, uh, the 60 day turnaround with them as well. In terms of the question posed on the working with universities um, by Honorable Hendricks, um, the department has been working with universities right from the onset. Um, when we commenced with the 2005-2007 um, failures that were across the country in terms of the diarrheal outbreaks that happened at that stage, we worked with the University of Johannesburg with their water quality um, um, section there to, to help us um, um, conceptualizing the whole process to that eventually developed in, in us also getting our own programs in place. The University of Pretoria, um, as my colleague um, Annette have also explained, that they have had the water quality course that is quite formalized, and, and I was self, myself subjected to it as well. And they are, we are trying to actually revive that as well as it has been before. Um, the Water Research Commission, they are working with various uh, uh, um, universities across the country um, with various research in the space of water quality. So that is um, that can also be confirmed. The Chuani the University of Technology is the only university in the country that has asked the formal qualification in form of a BTEC for process control, which is called the Water Care Technology um, degree. And um, process controllers at wastewater treatment works and water treatment works across the country is actually coming to fulfill, um, to actually attain this course. So we are working with them also to ensure that the, the course remains relevant to the reality that we actually find with these various orders. And as recent as three weeks ago, we have been working on site with the University of Cape Town, um, out, something that emanated from the the, the um, summit, the water summit that was held earlier this year, that they are working on a stream flow treatment of contaminated water using natural, natural treatment. And they have a site outside Stellenbosch that I myself also visited. So we can give you the assurance, honorable member, that we are working with universities to actually ensure that what we are doing um, are aligned with the, re with the latest research and then also in terms of the fact that um, they are also learning from us in terms of the realities that we pick up through our audits as well. Um, then in terms of um, the question asked by Honorable Siopasengwe with regards to the laboratories, this, these contracts with the laboratories are obviously between the water services institutions and the, the municipalities and the laboratories, but we have attained um, information in terms of those laboratories, who they are. We don't have the details on the composition of the ownership of these laboratories at this point in time, but we can, um, the colleagues will, 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 will package the information in terms of, of the laboratories that we know at this point in time due to the results that we came from uh, the orders and we will avail it to the portfolio committee's um, secretariat to actually avail to the honorable members in that regard. And then the last question that, that I will answer would be in terms of the frequency. Uh, the frequency of the, of the green drop. Um, the reason why we have taken the decision to do it every two years in detail would be actually as a request as it came in 2011. 
when we did both the blue drop and the green drop at the same time. And we have seen that ourselves in terms of how the smaller municipalities have struggled to actually go through this vigor, uh, rigorous process of, of, of auditing um, for both um, functions, because it's, sometimes, it's most of the time the same people in management and smaller municipalities who are responsible for both activities. And that's the reason why we've decided that it will be done every second year. But for the, so for the one year, we will do the green drop, which was the detailed one we've done this year, and we've reported to, to, the, to the portfolio committee. We are now in the process of doing the orders for the blue drop in detail, and we will report that by the end of March, the report will be ready, and we'll be ready to then produce a full briefing to the portfolio committee in terms of the blue drop. And the no drop will, is going to be subjected to the same frequency and will also be ready by the end of March. We will also provide then a briefing on the water conservation and demand management, water losses and so forth in terms of that component will also then be available um, um, next year. But for every year where we don't do a detailed audit, we will be providing a progress report in terms of the major or the critical risks as we've done this time around with the blue drop. So that would be the intention of the going forward from the department as far as the briefings are concerned. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Thanks, Leonardo. And DPW? I have started with that, DG. I think that okay. I've covered Okay, it. thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, Annette, would you like to come in on the Volta River? Thanks, DG. Um, Honourable Member uh, Rasun, just to give some brief feedback on the Volta River, um, we've had our representation meeting uh, in response to the directive that was issued uh, to the, the mine. Um, we also have Parks Authority as part of the representation meeting. The mine was requested to um, do some further stakeholder engagement, um, specifically around the cleanup and the rehab and the remediation around Los Corp Dam. Um, those um, engagements has been done and the rehab report has been updated accordingly and was submitted, I believe, yesterday to the department. Um, we will then um, issue our uh, response letters for the, the remediation to, to commence. Um, to confirm, the, the shaft is currently, the, the levels are being adequately maintained and there's currently no discharge from the shaft and the, the rehab will commence um, as soon as we issue that uh, response letter. Thanks. Thanks, DG. Thanks, Annette. And then can you, either you or Leonardo answer... Honourable Hendricks's question about whether we're also monitoring the quality of rivers and streams. DJ, I will just come in there quickly as to, sorry, um, I marked it, but I didn't answer the apologies for that. Um, in terms of the streams, um, yes, we do have a national monitoring program on, on three elements, the national monitoring program on microbial, the other one would be on chemical, and the other one would be on the physical quality of the major rivers and streams as it goes around the country. However, keeping in mind that we, even though we are monitoring these, we have taken a key principle decision and the standard is, is that all people should receive water that would be of safe quality, which is sense to for one. Unfortunately, a river will never be able to be treated to the level where it can comply with the national standard, um, which is South African national standard two for one for drinking water quality. But um, 
what we have to do and to aspire towards and what the, what the department is aspiring to is to actually ensure that everybody um, has access to uh, an acceptable water service because getting a water from a stream is not an acceptable service. Um, thank you. Thank you very much, Leonardo. That uh, completes our answers, Chairperson. DJ, I think there was a question on science play and Bipatung, which was not responded to. Do you want to take a page? Um, I, um, on Boipatong, um, I, can, I can talk about our VAN intervention and give a brief update on that. Uh, I'm not sure if that would answer the question. Oh, okay, just briefly. Okay, um, we, 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 have, we do have RAND Water uh, as our implementing agent for the VAL intervention. Um, the Minister has been, and the Deputy Minister have been monitoring it closely. I'm sure the Deputy Minister might say, might say more, Deputy Minister Maprobo about it. But in a nutshell, um, we, we are working closely with RAND Water. There are um, various uh, parts of the work one, one part of the work is, is to do immediate work on the ground to address sewage spillages resulting from pipe leakages um, and blockages and that kind of thing. And we've had contractors on the ground and the, there are more contractors on the ground now addressing that. Then there are other contractors to do more substantial work to address mechanical and electrical problems at wastewater treatment works. And at the same time, we're busy with design work. Groundwater is busy with, busy with design work or substantial upgrading of some of the wastewater treatment works uh, in the area. So it's a multi-billion rand project, which is going to be done over a number of years. But while the big projects are being planned, um, the, the work is underway to address the immediate problem of, of sewage spillages uh, in the area. Thanks, Chair. <laughs> Mrs. Grace, unmute yourself, please. Oh, thanks. I thought members, sorry, sorry for that, dear Matlobo. And I thought you added to um, members uh, of parliament. If your question is not responded to, you'll give me an indication. But now I'm giving uh, over to DM Magazi and DM Matlobo. Just to wrap up. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Seke. Thank you very oh. much uh, to honorable members. Uh, uh, let, let me indicate, members, that uh, all the issues that you have really highlighted are uh, the issues that we adhere to the minister's heart. And uh, very, very importantly, I need to indicate that uh, these are some of the things that we will really. Uh, make sure that you get updated on uh, 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 frequency. So, and uh, I don't want to really procrastinate. Uh, let me give my colleague uh, Dia Matlomo to be able to wrap up uh, uh, the whole uh, uh, issue. And uh, I, I am of the opinion and of the belief that uh, all the issues that have been raised by honorable members uh, uh, are very crucial. But I also need to indicate that this is work that um, you need to take also to your constituency office, remind your, your, uh, the, the communities 
of the crucial uh, issues of making sure that pollution uh, is one of the things that actually brings about the challenges of climate change. And uh, 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 we need to work together uh, in making sure that we deal with the challenges uh, of the climate change, which is with us here. And uh, uh, I believe that uh, when we're doing that, we will be able to uh, to, uh, to deal with some of the uh, ecological challenges that we're having. But uh, at, uh, of importance, uh, one honorable member spoke about the issue of research and development. And uh, these are some of the things that the department is uh, a bit about. Uh, one would uh, want to say that we are. We work with a lot of universities. We work with our um, uh, water research commission and other in, in institutions that are able to assist in making sure that uh, whatever we're doing, we do uh, within informed and uh, 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 and a scientific way of doing things. But I, I would urge that. Uh, some of these documents that we, we present to yourself, it will be important that we take to our communities, especially uh, your communities such as uh, where you find the Velcher River, the Val River, Hartis, uh, 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 and we start to uh, educate them about the importance of taking care uh, of the natural resources and uh, not polluting uh, our natural resource. Uh, but, Chairperson, uh, uh, thank you so much. Let me give to Honorable Mashobo to do uh, uh, the, the closing remarks. Thank you so much, Chairperson. No, thank, thank you, you very much, Mama. Thanks to the chair and the team. Uh, just to welcome the inputs that have been made by members of, uh, uh, of uh, the Pofolo Committee. Just to indicate that we welcome your contribution. In the main, we've kept our promise as a department uh, in a sense that uh, we committed to, to revive uh, the blue drop and the green drop. And uh, we said this is going to happen uh, by this year. And this year we did deliver it. Uh, on these reports that uh, the DG Manas and the team have presented. And we're very pleased that even if uh, this uh, is a very big shift, if you recall that um, where the situation where this work had not been done for so many years, uh, if you recall the last one that was last issued was 2013, you, you, you pushed us and when you pushed us, uh, we did deliver as, uh, you, you, as you demanded that we should be able to deliver on that. And the team in the shortest possible time, honorable members, they were able to do more than 800 of the wastewater system. Uh, this is what we call them a consultative audit. And remember, they were not meant only to detect non-compliance and dysfunctionality chain. But uh, these results will start to guide those responsible uh, towards improving their operational philosophies. If they can improve operational philosophy in terms of water management, in terms of the systems management and asset management, they will improve the effluent quality chain. 
we as the department, uh, we are also confirming that uh, in as much as the, the green drop results that you see, they are very far away from what we want in the comrades. We must admit we are not at a space where we want in terms of wastewater management. But as the department, we are very confident that improvement is going to be very imminent because those that actually have got these results, um, they look well in terms of their reputation. Even investors, even citizens, they start to have confidence that they are doing something. But as we are admitting, Chair, there is still a lot of work that needs to be done because uh, if you look at the issues of uh, uh, the, the management, there is not a single municipality in the country, Chair, that is not struggling about its own wastewater management system, not a single one. Even those that might have done well, we have not done the assessment of all their wastewater treatment plants. There was just a sample that was taken. There is not a single municipality in South Africa that doesn't actually have effluent that is actually spilling. Whether it's the city of Cape Town, whether it's Swane, whether it's Eteguin and others, they are all struggling. And uh, we are actually dealing with that particular issue. Our presentation here today, Chair, must be able to trigger a passion, like a number of uh, members have demonstrated, but a commitment in all of us to transform our thinking. We need also to agree with you that um, we must be able to merge scientific and engineering skills to create the kind of a capability chain so that we can be able to protect the precious resource that we have. Therefore, we also noted the report that was presented, more than 1,000 uh, water supply systems like DJ has spoken, uh, that have achieved the blue drop certification results in terms of drinking water, chain. But we must be able to say, municipality and water services institutions, Chairperson, we are actually encouraging them to be prepared for these audits because it's the right thing to do. And the department will continue with this audit. And the information, like uh, all of us as South Africans, we are the ones who did this uh, assessment. That's why you can find the information on our own website, Chairperson. But at the very same time, Chair, we are very pleased that we are proceeding now with the polluter pays principle. We have actually looked at three catchments. In those three catchments, we are piloting the waste discharge charge system where we are saying there must be a zero charge to ensure that all systems are working before it is implemented in the next financial year. The task team that you remember we launched as early as around 2019-2020, the anti-pollution task team, they've been working very hard, working very hard to build institutions, Chairperson, to build the monitoring mechanism in terms of uh, the equipment, our hydrological monitoring points, but also to build the capacity within the department but also working with other organizations like the Forestry, Fisheries and Environment, Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. We are pleased, Chairperson, to indicate now that in the absence of a clear national policy framework around mine water, 
CARPNET has just recently approved a mine water policy that we will be able to bring those polluters in the mining sector, whether it's historic mines, whether it's the current operation or future operations, so that the liability must not be borne by our future generation because we will not afford to pollute every single drop and that liability cannot be passed to our children. And I'm very pleased that we are not only having this anti-pollution task team. Honorable Hendricks, we once launched in Cape Town with Salka, a water scientific uh, a group by local government. I happened to adopt that particular group myself too as a scientist. They are doing a lot of work, working with the department, Salka and municipalities and the universities. I know the University of Western Cape, other universities, they're all involved and they are doing a very good job. Therefore, the question of research led by Water Research Commission, CSIR and others, who are doing well in, in that particular issue, including the kind of scientists that we actually get them to go through our own academy. So that capacity is there. But I do agree, we need to do a lot so that we can actually do partnership. Even issues of determining new pollutants and contaminants. I know, for an example, that we're able to find the traces of the, 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 the coronavirus uh, a type 2 that was found in the water. It's because of the scientific uh, uh, capabilities we have that we're doing with the research commission. But with University of Pretoria, we're also looking at new pollutants like uh, your microplastics and others. And we do agree that the sun standards must be actually improved, uh, not only for the issues of environment, but for the issues of the economy. Because if uh, our water system is polluted, our produce, whether it's meat, whether it's everything, it will not meet the World Health Standard that we need to deal with. We also have produced uh, a lot of environmental management inspectors so that we can do enforcement. Uh, we are producing more and more of these ones, but we will also be able to tap from the green scorpions that are actually available to deal with those particular issues, including opening up of cases. The last point, multidisciplinary regulatory audits are also being conducted not only on municipalities, even in other sectors like your water use associations, which are normally mostly agricultural and industrial. And we also have done even a blitz to go around. You know, those people are actually stealing what? Doing illegal dams, not only pollution, issues of non-compliance, opening of cases. And we can still do more with the criminal justice system to prepare the magistrate and the prosecutors so that these matters are attended to. Matters around vandalism, the matters around water leaks, the team have dealt with those ones. But our message, we have turned the corner. We should be able to proceed with this program, strengthen our regulatory capacity, enforcement and compliance as a department, because we owe it not only to ourselves to ensure that the environment we live in is not harmful. We owe it to ourselves to ensure that nobody in South Africa can die because of waterborne diseases, because we will have not valued water, but we will not actually have a good management of our water systems. But lastly, the impact on the economy. If our water is not fit for use, 
there's going to be a lot of implication around the cost of treatment, the issues of technology that must be brought in, but there will also be issues of trade that will be lost, including what we'll be able to do next year, the non-drop in other issues, the non-revenue water must be attended because every drop that is being wasted, chair, someone in South Africa is thirsty and is looking for that water. Once again, thanks for the entire support that you do. With you side by side, we should be able to ensure that we are proud to drink our water in any stream or any tap, but we will also be proud that our ecosystem in terms of our dams and rivers and wetlands they are in a good position for the future generations, Chair. Thank you very much, DM Mashovo and DM Makazi. On that note, uh, I think let me thank the, the Department of Water and Sanitation, Sanitation, the DG and the team, and uh, all the guests that are present here. And uh, I'm not going to waste more time, uh, honorable members. At two o'clock, we do have a sitting. It's a three line whip, all of us. Um, um, requested to connect. Um, and I think on that note, Honorable Mashiro, um, the portfolio committee wishes you a speedy recovery. My brother, don't take it hard. Uh, the team is here. Um, and uh, can I officially declare this meeting officially closed? And thank you very much for your attendance. Where Long live the chair. Thank you, Chairperson. Long live. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Betty.